Welcome to the free sermon podcast of the Potter's House Church in Virginia Beach, affiliated with Christian Fellowship Ministries. Our vision is winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. It's Wayman Wednesday. That means you're about to hear a message from the founder of our fellowship, Pastor Wayman Mitchell. Even though he entered into his reward and is in the presence of our Lord, we still need to hear his clarion call to faithfulness, holiness, discipleship, and commitment to the cause of Christ. If you like what you hear, please support World Evangelism by subscribing to the premium version of this podcast for even more sermons. Links are in the show notes. Enjoy today's sermon. Together, want to hear from God, want to obey His Word, and it's a great blessing that we see here tonight. I want to preach from Philippians 3, if you want to find there, if you have your Bibles. I want to ask you a question tonight. If tonight you passed from this earth, you died, what difference would it make? Or carrying that a little bit further than that, if tonight you passed out into eternity, would it have made any difference at all in the life that you lived? Or would life go on exactly like it was before? You would not be greatly missed as far as spiritual dynamics and kingdom ministry was involved but it would be recorded for you that you lived you made a living you died and the earth went on exactly like it was before with no impact no difference made I believe tonight in this passage of scripture as we've termed our rally men making a difference I believe the key is in this passage that I'm going to read in Philippians chapter 3. Because here the Apostle Paul catches the words of uh, an arena in this uh, portion here. The arena of the Isthmian Games, which today we know as the Olympic Games, and catches the image of a runner that is running. And as he catches that image, he leaves for you and I a challenge And I believe the uh, answer to the question, are you making a difference, is in this passage in Philippians 3, beginning with verse 12. Not that I've already attained or I'm already perfected, but I press on. That I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal or the mark for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. And if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, To the degree that we've already attained, let us walk by the same rule and let us be of the same mind. Brethren, join in following my example and note those who so walk as you have us for a pattern. For many walk of whom I've told you often and now I tell you even weeping that they're the, uh, that even weeping that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly and whose glory is in their shame, who set their mind 
on earthly things, making a difference. I want to call your attention, first of all, to the mark. As the apostle Paul sets that before us, uh, there are many men, they're satisfied to just simply project an image uh, of godliness or an image of performance, uh, or in other words, they're performing to the stands. I, I was talking to one of, one of our pastors. He said that an interesting uh, uh, thing happened when these Chilean miners were rescued from that uh, uh, fate and came up that they delayed that rescue some five hours. And the reason they delayed it uh, was so that it would hit the media at the correct time so that the world would be able to see this. Uh, They wanted to project that image and be seen uh, five hours later than they actually could have brought them up out of uh, that pit. Many men are satisfied just simply to perform, to put forth an image or play to the stands. I uh, uh, was thinking of this as I was preparing this sermon. The the Boston Marathon is a very interesting uh, event in Boston, Massachusetts. There are thousands of people that run in the Boston Marathon. They have no intention of winning. Uh, Many of them don't even finish. But what they want is they want to be able to put a T-shirt on, I ran in the Boston Marathon. We have a great event in Prescott. It's called the Whiskey Row Marathon. I see men who have a T-shirt on. I ran in the Whiskey Row Marathon. What a fantastic event. Can you say amen? But this brings us to a very crucial issue here because when the Apostle Paul writes, he puts forth the image of a runner running in the Isthmian Games, And as he puts that forth, he talks about God's purpose, uh, and this is the mark, and he uses these words, uh, the mark uh, or the goal, and verse 14. Look at verse 14 of chapter 3. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Verse 12, uh, he said, not that I've already attained uh, or am already perfected, uh, but I press on for that which I may lay hold of, uh, that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold uh, of me. This is God's will. That's what the mark is. Tonight as you're sitting here in this building, uh, It does not matter what others may think of you. It does not matter what kind of image you're projecting. The issue is, are you doing the will of God? Because that's the mark, and we need to consider that. There's an erroneous theology that's being widely propagated today. It is eternal security. There's a man named Joseph Prince who's written a book from Singapore and uh, he's uh, propagating this under new language. All it is is uh, the same old uh, eternal security in a new dress. Uh, And he makes this statement that once you come to righteousness consciousness, uh, then from that moment, uh, you will never uh, more uh, ever have to worry about doing uh, anything to in a performance level, uh, but you have a righteousness consciousness, uh, and uh, the Christian life will be effortless. Well, I uh, I look at this passage of scripture. I can't line that up with this man's theology, because the Apostle Paul 
puts forth there. This uh, Isthmian Games is like our Olympian Games today. Men train an entire lifetime to be able to perform. And when they're performing in that, they're putting forth every effort that they can, straining, lunging for the tape. And this is the image that he puts out. And this is why he says, I do not count myself to already have attained. Paul grasp something that we need to grasp tonight, and that's the will of God. That's the mark. Can you say amen tonight? In 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 7, the apostle Paul says, we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. So what we're looking at tonight is the possibility of making a difference in the world in which we live, living our lives, having made a difference. And if we're going to do that, that means we're going to have to live and fulfill the will of God. And that's the mark and nothing less. Can you say amen tonight? We have to break out of the mediocrity uh, mindset. We have a generation, they're satisfied to uh, make an excuse and uh, just to do good enough to get by. And uh, this is an egalitarian or a, uh, uh, a equal uh, uh, imagery there. But the call here is to exceed. How many of you know that there's an interesting thing about records. Records are constantly being broken in the athletic world. There's something about men that want to rise to a challenge. Can you say amen? And if you want to be limp-wristed, if you want to put some feminine imagery, you're not going to draw men. You'll draw girly men. You'll draw girly, but not men. Men Men want a challenge. They want to know what is the will of God and what do I have to do to perform the will of God. And this is what Paul calls the mark, uh, and this is what men want to do. We uh, just returned, I think, two weeks ago from Israel, and uh, one of the things that we do in Israel, we go up to Masada. And uh, Masada is a uh, fortress that Herod had built to, as a place to escape to if his enemies ever caught up with him. And, uh, and uh, there's a cable car takes you up to the height of this uh, plateau uh, that uh, a, a, an entire uh, uh, fortress was built on. And uh, one of the things that, that uh, has become a kind of a fellowship uh, challenge is see who can run up that, not ride the cable car, run up that trail to the top. And Dave Marks held the, 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 um, uh, the record for a while until a young Australian boy came along named Steve Lassie, and he broke that 22-minute uh, record, I think, uh, two years ago, three years ago. This year, I, one of our group, is Joe Rice, he said, uh, I'm going to run to the top. I said, you're going to what? I'm going to run to the top. I said, is your life insurance paid up? (laughs) I happened to see him when he came down. He's soaking wet from uh, T-shirt to shorts. He's absolutely uh, soaking wet. But you see, the issue is that men like a challenge. Why would anyone on a beautiful tour with a cable car... That could take you comfortably to the top, want to run to the top of Masada, a massive exertion of energy is because there's a challenge there. So as we look at this text that we have, we need to think about the will of God. I had a a knowledge of 
a missionary in another land, not from America, and he's uh, uh, recently in a conversation that I was involved in. This missionary uh, made this statement. He said, uh, I'm too old to pioneer. As about 50 years old. Stick with me. I'm too old to pioneer. So what we're talking about here is the will of God. And the Apostle Paul says, I lunge toward the mark. I'm putting forth every effort that I can to fulfill the will of God and the high calling of God, which is in Christ Jesus. So when does that end? When you're 50? 65? See, one, someone wrote recently, very interesting to me, says, leave it to the union bosses to argue that our goal should be to spend enough years at a boring job to uh, accumulate enough for a pension. So what we have here is a challenge from the Word of God, and that challenge from the Word of God is the mark, and that mark is the will of God, and that will of God can only be fulfilled as you surrender yourself and the change that needs to be made and the impact that you need to make can only be fulfilled as you do the will of God. Now, let's think for a moment about the diversions that are going to come as we attempt to do that. There's many issues that are involved, and most of these have to do with our flesh and our lower nature, pleasure and uh, appetites and desires. Listen to First uh, John. This is a powerful verse of Scripture that you need to look at about twice a week. Do not give, uh, love the world or the things that are in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. Let me read to you a little resume of that. This is by a man called Leonard Ravenhill. John tells us that there are three carnal appetites uh, that constitute worldliness. Uh, the lust of the flesh, that is the entire realm of pleasure, entertainment, and amusement, including addictions, movies, sports, television, travel, etc. The lust of the eyes, a person's intense desire to have possessions, trendy clothes, uh, the latest technology, a new car, and the lust of pride, that is self-ambition. A drive to be successful, to have more prominence, uh, and so on. Anyone dominated by these ungodly passions uh, is worldly. The world has a thousand charms uh, to lure the believer away from a vibrant, genuine love relationship with God. The more a believer indulges in the lust of the world, the more corrupted he will become inside. And Paul grieved over Demas, uh, who loved this present world, uh, and traded his birthright for the momentary pleasures. Thanks again for listening to the free version of the VBPH Sermon Podcast, where we post sermons on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. We also have a premium version of this podcast, which posts sermons and interviews every single day of the week. So why would you want to subscribe? I'm glad you asked. I have five reasons for you. Number one, 
On the premium version, we post full versions of Testimony Tuesday, Pastor Campbell Thursday, and Study Day Saturday. If you'd like to hear those episodes, then subscribe now. Reason number two, uninterrupted listening. We remove all ads and all extraneous content from our premium feed. Reason number three, premium episodes always release six hours earlier than the free version. If you're an early bird, it's a great reason to subscribe. Number four, our subscribers will gain access to our sermon chat group on WhatsApp, where we interact directly with listeners around the globe. If you'd like to chat with other premium subscribers, subscribe today. And finally, every dollar we raise goes to world evangelism. This is the best reason to subscribe because you are helping us launch churches all around the world. We don't put one dime in our pockets. Everything that we raise from this podcast will go directly to Thursday night of Chandler Conference. So please subscribe today by using the links in the show notes below. Thanks. So let's think for a moment about the distractions uh, and uh, the diversions uh, because all of these are to keep you from God's best. Look at this text for a moment because what we have to consider is a satanic conspiracy to divert you from the will of God. The devil is in conflict against God's purpose for your life and against the will of God. And one of the things that Paul talks about is the pride of past accomplishments. He said, I do not count myself to already have attained. I'm speaking to many men tonight. As you're sitting there tonight, you're sitting there comfortably thinking, I have a little bit of success. I have a little bit of notoriety. I have a little bit of of, uh, record behind. Uh, I've already attained. But I want to look with you for a moment uh, because here we have uh, an entire uh, verse of Scripture. We have an entire passage uh, that strikes at the root of that And that uh, passage of Scripture strikes at uh, this entitlement mentality. I'm going to preach on that in the conference, entitlement mentality. We have served God a few years. We've done this or we've done that. And therefore, we're entitled to something. But Ezekiel is very careful to point out, uh, if you turn from what I have blessed you with uh, and the record that I've given to you and the victories I've given, if you turn from that, uh, I'll forget all the good works that you've already done. uh, And we have that uh, in the Scripture. One of the things that happens... uh, and Paul uh, will bring this in, is is being haunted by past failures. I went to Bible school with a man, and uh, in Bible school, it's just like normal life. People gravitate together who are of the same mind. How many of you know that? And uh, there were three or four of us. We were serious with God. Uh, John Metzler was one of these. Our brother has gone on to be with the Lord. And this man, there's about, there about three or four of us that, uh, uh, that regularly uh, chatted uh, at break time. And uh, this man was on fire for God. He was a wonderful witness for God. But suddenly something happened to him. He had a failure in his life. Uh, And I watched that man as he began to degenerate. Uh, He could not get past that. Uh, He's tormented. Uh, The devil is bringing this up. Uh, And finally this brother dropped by the wayside uh, because he could not get past uh, a failure. And the Apostle Paul forgetting those things uh, which are behind. I want to tell you uh, that a failure is one lesson that you can learn. You don't have to do that again. Can you say amen? 
So as we look at this for a moment, uh, Romans 8, 1 says, uh, There is therefore no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, uh, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Uh, and it's the blood of Jesus Christ uh, that we have as a receipt of Calvary's victory. Can you say amen? Uh, that we can overcome the devil. Uh, and Revelation 12, 11 says, uh, They overcame him uh, by the blood of the Lamb, uh, and so can you and I. Now we have a focus tonight. That focuses on winning. Can you say amen? First Corinthians chapter 9 and 24. The Bible gives us this tremendous statement, uh, and I want to read it to you for a moment. Uh, it says, do, not, uh, do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives a prize, uh, run in such a way uh, that you may uh, obtain it. So we have here then an imagery before us. We are men in this place tonight. Most of us are anyway. I'm convinced of that. Amen. I am. I'm believing that you are. If you're not, you can be before this service is over. Can you say amen? Thank God. One of the great coaches of the Green Bay Packers was Vince Lombardi. He made a statement, and he, uh, he, uh, this is how he coached, this is how he imparted this to his, uh, to his teammate, uh, team members. And he said, uh, uh, you show me a man who cares not uh, whether he won or lost, uh, and I'll show you a loser. Now, what he was doing, he was striking at a cliché that was in many auditoriums around the world for a while. And uh, this cliche was a cliche that was given by Grantland Rice. And Grantland Rice said, when the one great scorer comes to mark against your name, he marks not that you won or that you lost, but how you played the game. Now, that's a good cliche, but if you're going to enter into sports, you don't do that for the exercise. Can you say amen? You do that to win. This is also true in the Christian life. Uh, you do not enter this uh, to simply be a part uh, of the Boston Marathon spiritually. I ran in the Boston Marathon. So what? The Bible says that God gives to you and I a goal, and that goal is Jesus Christ standing at the finish line. And the Bible says, looking unto Jesus, the, the author and the finisher of our faith, and it urges us that we will rise and seize the moment and look unto Jesus. And one of the cardinal rules of racing, don't look back. Can you say amen? Don't look back. Look forward because our hope is in Jesus Christ and there's something that is inside that if you allow God to get a hold of you, something gets inside of you and you cannot stand, want to vomit about this girly man religion that foments itself as Christianity today. Can you say amen? We're sitting on the stage. I was discussing with uh, Pastor uh, uh, Marsh and, uh, and uh, Mark Olson about, uh, you, know, the, the, you know, you know, one of the uh, sad facts about our fellowship is we don't have a hymnal anymore. We all sing choruses. And uh, I, I preach in a lot of places. 
I don't bother to try to learn them because I'll never hear them again. And so uh, it's uh, every place sings a different chorus. Uh, and uh, one of the, one of the uh, pastors sitting there said, the, the thing that gets me is these feminine choruses. Sweet Jesus. Oh, sweet Jesus. I said, what, what, about, what about get in, get out, or get run over? Where, where does that ever come from? Are you still with me? I'm tired tonight of Christian whims. Jesus gives us a challenge, and that challenge is to the mark, and he, uh, uh, he speaks plainly that we need to, as men, rise. I want to tell you, God will give you a fire if you allow him to do that. Can you say amen? When you surrender to Jesus Christ, something comes inside that begins to burn. It's a passion to see the will of God performed. It is a, it is a disgust to see the feminine face that Christianity is putting on today. And it's a desire to see God rise up in men and begin to stir them to do exploits for God. And I want to tell you, if you want to make a difference in your life, you're going to have to allow the Spirit of God to stir up the fire that is in and lay hold of the will of God tonight. And you can do that before this service is over. Yes, amen. Now here's the issue that I want to bring to you. And the issue is there's a danger of mediocrity. Or in other words, there's a danger that you'll just uh, be satisfied uh, to just get by uh, and uh, just uh, perform. Uh, and uh, there's a feed uh, uh, sales house in our, in our town that keeps saying a cliche. Uh, and that cliche is a mark of their business and says, uh, good enough just, uh, it just isn't. And so that ought to be something that we embrace as, uh, as believers in Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? Good enough uh, uh, just isn't uh, because the Bible challenges us to excel. Listen to these verses in, uh, in uh, 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 Philippians 3, verses 18 and 19. For many walk, of whom I have told you often and now tell you, even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who set their mind on earthly things. Minding earthly things. Now think about that for a moment, because there's many things that we can focus on. When it says whose God is their belly, it's just simply talking about the appetites uh, of this world, the appetites of the Lord nature. Uh, and uh, Jesus uh, speaks often about this. Uh, one is the parable of the sower, which we're not going to expound, uh, but I want to bring you to the issue. It's in this verse of Scripture. The issue is the cross. The cross principle is a governing element uh, that will determine whether you're going to make a difference in this world uh, or not make a difference. We have today what is called syncretism. 
that is embracing many ideas and many thoughts of religion uh, and uh, beginning to fit in with it. Uh, you don't want to upset anybody. You don't want to make anybody mad. You want to fit up. I, I saw a bumper sticker the other day. It reminded me of this. You've seen this bumper sticker, undoubtedly. And this bumper sticker has a cross. Uh, it has a crescent. Uh, it has a fish. Uh, it has a broken cross. Uh, it has a pentagram. It has a Jewish star. It has a, uh, a fertile crescent. It has all of these things, and if you look at it closely, it spells coexist. That's not what God called you and I to do. Can you say amen? Coexist? Coexist? You're going to coexist with uh, uh, Antichrist? You're going to coexist with Islam? You're going to coexist with uh, false religion, you're going to coexist. You see, God calls you and I to conquest. And the Bible leaves us this tremendous statement. Can you say amen? To conquest. God called you and I to conquest, not to coexist. And so as we examine this, uh, uh, there's a lifestyle that is absolutely crucial, uh, and this has to do with the works of the flesh or the fruit of the Spirit, Read it in Galatians 5, 19 through 21, and it's spelled out clearly. It's the cross of Jesus Christ, and God calls you and I to conquer in life. Listen to Titus chapter 2, verses 11 and 12. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Now, to put it very simply, as we talk about the cross, the cross of Jesus Christ is going to cross your will. I think sadly about this man, 50 years old, I'm too old to pioneer. I'm too old to take the challenge of the will of God. At, at what age are we to say we have arrived? Are you still with me? At what point are we to say I have succeeded and I have arrived? Here's the Apostle Paul, one of the greatest world evangelists ever lived, and the Apostle Paul who, as he wrote this, uh, was, uh, had a record of fantastic accomplishments. Uh, and as he writes to the Philippians, he said, I do not count myself to have already arrived, but I'm looking for the upward call of God in Christ Jesus uh, that I may fulfill his will. Uh, and he said, I'm searching after, surrendering myself to it, uh, giving myself to it, lunging towards the mark and the tape uh, because... Uh, I want to become surrendered to the cross. Now, I'm not talking about uh, the cross like Arthur Blessed, a good man, uh, carried his cross all across America and some places in the world and carried a cross. I'm talking about getting something down inside, something that begins to challenge uh, your comfort level, something that begins to challenge uh, your dedication, something that begins to challenge your morals, uh, something that begins to challenge what you do with your money, something that begins to challenge what you do with your time. I'm talking about making a difference in this world uh, as men, and you're not going to do it uh, unless uh, you surrender to the cross. 
See, the cross has to move from an icon that hangs around your neck. It has to move from a symbol that you see on a building or some literature. It has to move down inside you personally uh, so that God uh, can challenge you, cross your will to do the will of God and lay hold of you. That's the only way you will ever make a difference uh, in this world. Now, here's the answer, and that answer uh, is the glorious surrender to carry the gospel of Jesus Christ. You're going to make a difference. Listen to the Apostle Paul, and the Apostle Paul uh, says in Romans 1.16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation to everyone that believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. See, this comes by surrendering to the Spirit of God. God, give us men. Can you say amen? If this uh, lays hold of your heart, uh, it begins to move you. God, deliver us uh, from girly men. Uh, Give us a man full of the Holy Ghost, uh, the uh, sin-killing, devil-hating, a tongue-talking man uh, that full of the power of God. Can you say amen? That will rise up in this generation. Now, as we conclude for a moment, we need to consider very carefully the simple words, making a difference. I want every head bowed. I want every eye closed. No one moving around for a moment and Christians praying. I believe there are men here tonight that you're not right with God. You feel the impulse of this wonderful gathering of men. The Holy Spirit has convicted you. There are men here that are backslidden. But I give you good news. All right, we've got a special promotion for the faithful listeners of the VBPH Sermon Podcast. Here's the deal, Jack. (laughs) We're taking an impact team to Pastor Paul and Deanna Alvarez in Lima, Peru. (laughs) They let us know that they need some equipment. We'd like to give you a chance to help us buy them a new iPad and a new smart TV for their children's church. Our goal is to raise $1,000 for these items, and we think you'd like to help. So here's what we're offering. So here's what we came up with, guys. When you donate $30 or more to this fund, uh, you're going to get a six-month subscription to the premium podcast at no additional cost. And when you donate $50 or more, then we're going to give you a full year. How about that? Yeah. You'll get all the benefits of our premium sermon podcast, which means daily sermons, interruption-free listening, and zero commercials. We'll get new subscribers out of it, and Pastor Alvarez will get some new equipment to help with what God is doing there. Uh, We think it's a (laughs) win-win-win. This promotion will only last until our impact team, which is happening toward the end of June, so don't miss this opportunity. But wait! Pastor Adam, Dave, what if, what if I'm already a premium subscriber? I'm so glad you asked. Well, so we are going to pass to you, those of you who are already paying for a subscription, we can give you a gift subscription that you can pass on to somebody else out there who always wanted to subscribe but never got around to it for whatever reason. Right. So all of the links will be in the show notes. 
And we look forward to being a blessing to you and to Pastor Paul in the coming weeks. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for listening to the sermon podcast of the Virginia Beach Potter's House Church. Were you blessed by today's message? Let us know. Please leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts or on Podchaser. We'll be back next time with another life-changing word from heaven. God bless.